0: Welcome to The Ziggler Show, where we inspire your true performance. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today, we are talking about serving others... Through sales, If you have a product, service, or idea, something that benefits people in any way, then you have a service to viably offer them. And there should be no sales pressure, only an appropriate desire to understand their need and discern if you can really help them or not. Uh, and if so, if you can help them, to effectively be able to tell them that and offer that. Well, the clip of Zig's presentation is about two minutes long. And to know how to serve someone, we've got to be able to stand in their shoes and understand the problem they perceive. So with that in mind, I posted a question onto my Facebook page at agentkmiller.com or agentkmiller on Facebook. And I asked the question, what problem does your product, service, or idea solve for people? Well, we got some great responses, of course, and some folks who laid out well, the problem that their product services and ideas solve others who told us what theirs did and and provided, but really missed the wrapping it around a problem perspective. So Michelle Prince and I offered some direction in regards to that. So to kick us off, I bring you now, Mr. Zig Ziglar.
1: How many of you uh, really believe you sell a pretty good product? Can I see your hands all right? How many of you believe you sell an extraordinarily good product? How many of you sell a product that solves a problem? Can I see your hand? How many of you believe that when you sell a product that solves a problem, you deserve a profit? Can I see your hand? How many of you believe if you sell two products that solve two problems, you deserve two profits? Can I see your hand? How many of you been selling as long as a year? Can I see your hand? How many of you have still got every dime you've ever earned in the profession of selling? Can I see your hands? <laughs> How many of you've got customers that are still using and benefiting from what you sold them a year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, even longer? Can I say your hand? All right. Then who's the big winner?
0: I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in Bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely.
2: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6 1 since that matters and what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: The customer, alright. Then is a sales process something you do to somebody or something you do for somebody? then why would you hesitate ever to be willing to do something nice for somebody else? Can I see your hand? Now, one of the things that uh, happens to me periodically, somebody thinking they're paying me a compliment will say, you know, they tell me you could sell anything to anybody. I said, you have just described a con artist. A professional salesperson cannot and will not sell anything unless he clearly or she clearly understands that the customer is the big winner in the transaction. That's what the professional salesperson does. Uh, The message is very clear. Make certain the customer is the big winner if you're going to build a permanent sales career. And to do that, you must sell product, our goods, our services, where you know and are very comfortable. Your conscience is absolutely clear. You know that when you leave that prospect, there's now a customer, that they're going to be the big winners.
0: Okay, so before Michelle Prince and I get into the submissions, talk through them. From the question again, what problem does your product, service, or idea solve for people? Here is an incredible sponsor of today's show. Okay, Michelle. So on this question from Zig's talk, what problem does your product service or idea solve for people? And I posted that again, just trying to draw us to, we are here to serve people. So what is the problem that we're serve, We're helping them solve and understanding that, you know, what if they have a, a problem, uh, or, or what we have is not what they need, you know, and just knowing both sides, but being clear on that, that's the point that we're leading from, not just how to make a sale. You just did mm-hmm. a really successful, uh, Event book bound by the sea and Captiva Island. And I saw the pictures of those and all the excited people there who, and I assume that there are some of them there, they're there, they're want to write a book. They want to get a message out because they have something that they know can help people. It can solve a problem, fulfill a desire for people. And just wanted to ask you for whether you do it not, you know, name them or not anonymous or not, but a couple neat examples of people who are there for, they were there for that purpose and they are going to go help uh, the right people solve a specific problem.
2: Absolutely, you know, and in fact, it's so it's so awesome. And I and one of the reasons why I love doing this event is everyone comes from all over, and not, most people have no idea what they have to offer, even if they are in a business, um, how to articulate that so that it'll benefit someone else. But by the end of the first day, everyone is very, very clear that they have something of service to offer to someone professionally or personally. Um, But some of the ideas or things that come to mind as you ask that is, you know, there was one gentleman who um, he's writing this awesome book on investing because that's how he really built his career. It's how he built his success, his, the ability for his family to have freedom and so he's writing a book so he could help other people and other families you know benefit the same way he did Um, there was another woman there that is a real estate agent and so of course real estate is service you know you're you're providing not just a home but I mean you're you're providing a lot you know a life for family so it's such a big deal and you know taking all the knowledge that she has so that she can help other real estate agents plus other um, homeowners and, and and, you know, there's so many more examples. There's salespeople that were there. Um, but I love that you posed this question because we all are serving people in some way, mm-hmm. you know, product, service. But, but even, you know, I, I was just recently doing something with, uh, on the, 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 the uh, webcast here with Ziggler and talking about sales. Sales is service. And when we share what we know and we share what we do with other people, that's how we serve them. And yeah. that's what came out of that weekend at BookBound, And it's really an awesome, awesome experience.
0: It's so great. You know, I, I will make a call out that once in a while you have somebody who has a specific type of product, maybe even on a luxury end and they think, okay, I could try to make it a problem, but it's really not under the problem. Granted, I think there are some that we can probably a, a, a lesser amount of minority that can be answered by saying, what is a desire that I fulfill For people. So, as you guys are hearing this, if you do happen to have a product or service and you feel like, gosh, this is more in the fulfillment of a desire than a problem, granted. But I think for the most part, most of us can and should relate to what is a what is a problem? Even on a luxury standpoint, if somebody's trying to buy a yacht. Maybe their problem is there's just, it's just, it's so complex. It's hard to, to deal with. And they need somebody to simplify it for them. I, I think most times we can find some kind of a problem. And so we'll read some through some here that I think will jog our minds and get us all a little bit on that wavelength. Great. All right. Okay. So Dan here, he says, Well, and I'll, he put in parentheses, so he works for interview valet. Uh, so, and I'll tell you folks, so I happen to know what they do because they send me a lot of inquiries saying, Hey, would you consider this person for an interview? So people come to them, sign on and interview valet helps them find interviews on, on podcasts and radio shows and TV shows. So Dan says, we solve the problem of reaching an engaged, relevant audience in this noisy world of information overload. Okay. So his, and I'm trying to think here, I mean, interview Valley, his customer that's paying him is really the personality like you, Michelle, or somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, one of your folks who's written a book. So he's coming and saying, I'm going to help you reach an engaged, relevant, uh, audience, you know, in this noisy world of information overload. I mean, for me, they provide, uh, you know, they know what we're about on our show. And so they provide, you know, relevant, uh, uh, people to interview that provide a message that's relevant to the Ziegler audience, but for those. So if you think about this, Michelle, that you, as a personality, you've written a book, you, your presenter, and if you're hiring them, they're saying, we solve the problem of reaching an engaged, relevant audience. Wow. Obviously you want to reach the right people. So if they can help you get in front of them. That is a good service. That's serving a problem Mm -hmm. that you have. Anything that you you would think of to add to that?
2: I think for that service, really what they're providing to to someone like me would be uh, influence, the ability to influence mm-hmm. people. Okay. So it's, it's providing an audience of of people that might be, you know, raising their hands saying, Oh, I want to hear from you more. So they're doing the legwork to go out and find those people. Because I mean, most of us, whether you're an author, speaker, or just really any human being, generally, we want to help others. Mm-hmm. So, but the hardest part is finding, well, where are those people we want to help? And how do I get to them? So. To me, that's what that service is providing is the ability to take what they're wanting to share with the world and getting it to the right audience.
0: Okay, got it. All right. Well, here's the next one, Jeff. And he says... My new product solves the problem that coaches and team moms deal with every baseball season. They're tired of the same three boring options, oversized fake ring, a boring metal or standard issue trophy that goes in the attic. We provide a refreshing baseball trophy that combines a team photo team roster and tournament park details all in one for the cost of a traditional trophy. And they do it on a custom bat. It's called cool bats. .com. Okay. And I got to give a little disclosure here. I know Jeff, uh, and he was, he used to be the drummer for uh, Christian music group, big daddy. Weave. They're, they're really oh, popular. cool. Yeah. yeah. So he was there and he started through them making custom drumsticks, which he does today. So he also makes custom drumsticks. If you type in Jeff Jones, custom drumsticks, you'll find that. So this is an area though, that he's expanded that into custom bats. So I understand that I was involved in sports as a, you know, as a kid and trophies. I, at one point through, uh, BMX racing had well over a hundred trophies and they lost their value. You know, it's another trophy. So here's something unique. So I like that, that he, he solves a problem of us dealing with the same boring options to commemorate a kid's experience on a baseball team through the season. I think it's pretty good.
2: I love it. You know, I have two boys, both played baseball, and I cannot tell you how many trophies we had. Mm -hmm. Well, we didn't just play baseball. We did soccer. We did football. We did every sport you can imagine. And at one point, we had moved about two years ago, and my oldest at the time was 16, and my youngest was 12. And, you know, some of these trophies they got when they were four, you know, four or five years old, but we still had them. And that's the, we, we had the dilemma, well, do we keep them? I mean, some of these were just participation trophies, you know? And I'm telling you, if, if we did end up getting rid of a lot of them, mm-hmm. especially the big, tall, you know, gold ones, because there just wasn't room for them. But if there was something that was more commemorative, more of like, you know, that, like something cool, like they're saying that you could keep in a hope chest or even put it up on a, on a shelf, I'd love that idea. And I would have kept it.
0: I, I agree. Well, again, so, so folks, let's look at the, the so here he is. He's got this really cool. Oh, it's called, really cool, cool. It's called cool bats, cool. Coolbats.com. <laughs> And these custom made, so he can come out and say, man, this is the coolest. These are awesome. And talk about the product, the product, the product, these are great. These are great. That's what we tend to do. But now reframing around he's saying, look, you guys in the, in, as baseball coaches and parents, you have a problem in how to commemorate this and get something unique instead of the same old trophy. I solve that problem. Again, it's a mm-hmm. great paradigm shift. And Michelle, just for you. Uh, since we're on video together, actually, we're not on video. You can't see me, can you? Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. All right, okay. this is candid. This is candid uh, interview. Look, so here's my, I'm showing you my custom oh, drumstick. Very stick.
2: cool. You see, that this is the
0: business I had, Free Agent Academy, for a long time, and he made it. I'm not a drummer, awesome. uh, but how can I not keep that around? It's got my name, my business name yeah. on it. And so, that is uh, super cool. Yeah. So, c- custom drumsticks, but coolbats.com. I love that again, where we're not talking, he's not talking about how cool, how great his product is, but right. uh, what the problem is that he solves. Um, okay. Well, uh, here's Jeffrey. He says, as a transformational coach, I guide those with low self esteem, debilitating beliefs, and unwanted habits to a healthy new esteem and an outlook on life. Mm. Okay. I I like that. That's what he does, but he didn't really frame it as a problem that he solved. So let's go to that aspect, Michelle. So if I am someone dealing with low self-esteem, debilitating beliefs and unwanted habits, well, I guess the first thing, what is my, what is the problem I need to solve?
2: Well, and one thing I'll add to this and I learned this just from being years and years in sales is a lot of time people don't want to solve their real problem. <laughs> they want to solve mm-hmm. the problem they think they have, um, because most people, you know, will spend money to be more successful, to have better relationships, to have peace of mind, to have, you know, more more finances, those kinds of things, solid career, but but and, and we're willing to invest and solve the, whatever it takes to become that, but but most people aren't necessarily Raising their hand saying you I have low self esteem.
0: That's good, yeah.
2: And now, as a result, and so this is something that you know, as a trader, you always you sell what people want to buy, but then you give them what they need. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like I'll get book bound the example. So, book bound by the sea, people are coming to write a book. Of course, I'm going to give them all the information to write a book. But what they don't necessarily know is the very first part of the day, we're focused on overcoming their limiting beliefs. Because no matter how much information I share with them on how to write a book, if they're not convinced that they have what it takes or have a story that can make a difference, it doesn't matter they're never going to get past that, that barrier. Um, so I'm not saying that anything that the way that it's set up is wrong, but just to think though, is somebody raising their hand saying, I'm ready to overcome low self-esteem or somebody raising their hand saying, I'm ready to break through and have phenomenal success this year, you know, hit higher numbers and whatever I'm doing, have better relationships, have, you know, all of those things more than likely. Yes.
0: Okay. I like that. I I totally agree that. Yeah. I'm not going to, it's going to be hard for me to raise my hand and go, yeah, I have low self-esteem, debilitating beliefs. <laughs> I mean, so to what you're saying, I, I hear you too. So you're, you're in a, in a sense, even saying he, he could even rephrase it to say for those who just want to increase your self-esteem. Okay. Yes. So I can, and, but, s- okay, go ahead. And the
2: importance, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no. Kevin. The importance there is, but, but why is it important to increase their self-esteem? There's really no benefit in it. If we don't understand it, meaning like, okay, uh-huh. so we increase our self-esteem well, what does an increased self-esteem do? Well, it gives you confidence to take greater risks. It gives you, you know, the ability to, you know, to do more. And and that's what ultimately leads to the success. So I think just some tweaks in the wording to give people what they really, really want by fixing that problem.
0: Okay. So in essence, are you saying, so when you talk about low self- esteem, debilitating beliefs, unwanted habits, uh, so that what, like give them a result so that they can Whatever, name some of those. Get a Step better... into
2: their greatness, okay. make a difference, be the best that they can be, be a better mom, be a better wife, you know.
0: Okay, um, great. Those kinds of things. Well, and I and also yeah, I, I agree and I'll also say, you know, when with your title, Jeffrey, as transformational coach, I would get more specific there as well. I have a a person. I have have kind of a soapbox these days on the term life coach. I Mm. that's too broad. I think those days are past for people to believe that it would be like saying, Hey, I am a cure all doctor. Um, we don't believe that anymore. If we have a specific, if we have cancer, we want to go to a cancer doctor even more. So we want to go to somebody who specializes in the exact specific cancer that we have. You know, if we have a bone break or, a, uh, you know, whatever problem and chronic illness and disease, we want to go to a specialist. And today we can, any doctor who says, Hey, I'm, I can take care of anything. No way we're going to believe them. I really think that we're there with coaching these days, coaching and consulting that people don't believe that now you may find that you do I mean, if you are a good coach or consultant, just like you said, Michelle, that's, that's actually, yeah, let's go back to you. So you're doing book bound by the sea. You're focusing on helping people write a book. And yet when they come there day one, you are looking at limiting beliefs. You are in essence doing life coaching throughout that whole thing, but you're not putting that banner up. So I think any of us who do competent coaching or counseling, we can't do that without addressing the whole life aspect, but to come in and call ourselves that end all that life coach, I think it's too broad. Um,
2: I could not agree with you more. I feel like, you know, 15 years ago, even maybe 10 years ago, life coaching was kind of just coming into its own and it was a really cool, uh new opportunity for a lot of people who naturally give advice naturally, you know, read a lot of books and, and have wisdom to share. And that was the, the term that was coined. But mm-hmm. I think now so much time has passed that people see that as, mm, I need more than that. I need specifics. I need somebody to teach me how to increase my sales, or I need somebody to tell me, you know, it help me to um, lose weight or whatever. The reality is, is whatever you want to accomplish in life, you're going to need to get your mindset right. And that's really what a life coach does. Mm -hmm. But we just, I feel like with anything, it's all about how you market it. And you always, you know, with good copywriting, you never sell what you want to sell. You sell what they want to buy and, mm-hmm. and, 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 you give it to them in a way that accomplishes both.
0: Uh, yeah. And you've kind of alluded to that or not alluded, but you've said that twice now to lead with that want, to give them the need. And I have, mm-hmm. uh, someday I'll tell that story. I have a business that I pretty much wrecked because of my, I, I wanted to shove what they needed down their throats and, mm-hmm. uh, I violated that. Uh, significantly. And it's
2: tough. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough, especially for people like us Ken, who have a passion to help people. And it, you're so passionate about, Oh, I know if you overcome these negative beliefs, you will be so much more successful or, you know, increase your confidence. We know how that'll help you, but, but that's not necessarily what people are raising their hands saying they they want, but it certainly is what they need. Yeah. So it's just a good it's a balancing act, but I can so relate because I, that's how I started my business. I gave people what I loved and yeah. what I thought they needed. That's just not the way to do it.
0: Yes. Well, I've learned my lesson, uh, <laughs> even though I still <laughs> have to, I still have to come around it though. I'll get it because you get excited about what you're offering and I'll have to come around and go, okay, wait, back off. Well, you know, what do they want? Lead in that way. Okay. Well, Hey, back to that, back here. Chuck says, uh, I, I, clean their windows completely safely and timely. 20 years of trust. Uh, They don't even have to be there. A great network of clients who give referrals. So the guy cleans windows. So I, you know, right away I'm thinking, okay, I have a house right now. It has disgusting windows on it. What is the problem that I have? The problem is the hassle of, yeah, who to trust uh, so if he gets most of his business by referrals, that's a great, that's a great lead in to say you could, well, a problem is who can you trust? Put that out on the table. That's a great marketing effort. So you want to get your windows clean, any home service, and you want to know mostly you're bringing somebody to your home. Who can you trust? And hit some of those problems one. And then two, I'd have to say the other part is just the efficiency or or the, uh, the hassle of it. Anything like that is a hassle. You have to schedule it. You usually have to be there to help somebody. So my things are, what can you do to help decrease the hassle factor, which is the reason why I look out my windows and think, Oh my gosh, that is embarrassing. And yet I, because of those problems that I foresee, I've let it go for months and months and months. I think that's relevant for anything in the home service industry is hitting trust. And how can this be less of a hassle? Cause I, I mean, Michelle, that's what I think of anything involving my house and any of the services mm-hmm. is an absolute hassle. I would pay double, I, 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 I'm getting less and less away from price comparison. I just want somebody who, yeah, I can trust and there's less hassle.
2: And you can count on, I think that's huge in the service industry. I I think a lot because there are so many companies that don't give it, you know, they don't think it's as important because we've all had companies come out to our house and then not show up when they say they're going to. So what I liked about what what he had put in his description is that we can count on, you know, we can trust that they're going to show up and do what they're supposed to do. And like you said, I spend more for that than somebody Mm -hmm. who's just going to come in and, you know, at the end of the day, there's hundreds of companies that can clean windows. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to write up your description in well, what do people really, really want? They don't just want their windows clean. Like you said, they want somebody they want the hassle to be gone. They don't want to have to deal with it and they want to know it gets done right and quickly.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, and to that you mentioned the uh counting on, being able to count on them. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we see a lot. We see trust and integrity and, you know, that's, that's I think that's the most overused used word in the home services is, mm-hmm. you know, trust and integrity and whatever. How can you prove it? I had a company one time that talked about that and they told me that they, uh, had, did a guarantee that they would show up on time and, uh. Or it was something to that effect. And I said, well, let's put your money where your mouth is. How about if you don't show up within five to 10 minutes, the person gets a 5% reduction uh, mm. in their, in their feet. And they did that with great success that go ahead. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, I, I, you know, I think of when you're saying that there's a plumbing company that does it that way, Benjamin uh, Franklin plumbing. I know they have them in my area in Texas and, and they are the punctual plumber, you know, really? and they guarantee that if they do not, they have a, give you a window. And if they tell you they're going to be there at 10, there's a, there's, um, you know, I think there's 10, 15 minute grace period. And if they don't show up, then they, they, it comes off the bill.
0: That's, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Again, in those it? service industries. I mean, I've had so many, I think it was a, the last time I dealt with, it was like an internet or internet service. Uh, and there was another one recently and the window was like four hours. Four, yeah. I mean, so I'm supposed to sit around and twiddle my thumbs.
2: Yeah. Uh, and that, half the time they're late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so there's your opportunity service, folks, right there to put that out. And again, that's a great place to look at the at the problems. All right. Well, Elise here says uh it's talent-driven consulting. It's a recruiting company that allows our clients to stay focused on growing their business while we manage the recruiting process. We ensure the candidates have the right technical skill set. Also spend a lot of time screening for soft skills and ensuring the candidates uh, fit the culture of the client's company. Ooh. Okay, sounds good. Didn't really come from a problem standpoint, so let's let's hit in that. So talent-driven consulting. So if we've got a company, we want we need we need to bring people in. We need to bring recruits in. What are our problems? I, I mean, it, my first thing I, again, hassle. Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the days of getting a thousand resumes or a hundred, I mean, it's just ridiculous. And so to pay for that efficiency to get. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone today. Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out, Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. you know, more relevant, uh, recruits that that's a big problem. I think mean, that's it what could be spoken to in a significant way. We all know the pain points, uh, of trying to recruit in yeah, that's, and again, that's a great one to think about. What are the emotional hot buttons? I mean, that's one to go interview, you know, 10 people who own businesses and say, what's your biggest hassle and let them list those out. I think that is your primary promotional point right there.
2: Oh, I, I love that idea. Um, you know, I know a little bit about recruiting. One of my jobs, in fact, the, the job that I had just after I left Zigler was in IT staffing. It was in it was in recruiting and and all. So I totally know that world. And you're right. It's you, what you're selling there. Sure, you're selling people. You're you're selling a service to find the right people. But it's more than that because they could go out and find people on their own. I mean, mm-hmm. they could put a search online. Mm-hmm. So it's it's easy. it's convenience. It's shorter um you know the, the time from the time you need someone to the time somebody's up and running and trained is going to be so much shorter it's you know the money is saving you now you may spend a little more because now you have a third person in there but truthfully the amount of time it would take you to find the right person is costing you money mm-hmm. every single day so those are just some of the things but i like the way that they they described it because it did bring into the, you know, they, they brought up those points that it's, it's, um, you don't need to be dealing with the hassle of all this. Let us do it for you.
0: Uh, yeah. And I like the niche. I mean, we have some great, even within a uh, Ziegler, we've had some sponsors of the show that really help with this type of an issue from an automated standpoint. I think that's great. Um, you know, to me, there's three comp- competitors here. There's, there's that there's the automated places where you post job offerings and bring people in and try to filter through there. And there's some great opportunities there. Obviously the other side is doing it all yourself. This is another one where you're going to pay more, I assume, uh, but it's personalized. And there's a big need for that where people are wanting to go beyond the automation. They don't want to do it themselves. They want to pay for uh, distinct, specific wise counsel to have somebody Mm -hmm. do this, to do the vetting in this standpoint. Uh, So it's good. But yeah, again, getting those problems out on the table is, uh, is key. Well, here's another one. Dan, he says, we save entrepreneurs time and money, and then we make them more money. We are a certified Infusionsoft partner and Mm -hmm. implement great funnels that really work in over 10 countries. Okay. Uh, I like that. You know Infusionsoft, I'm sure.
2: I do. I have it myself. And
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it's like a to me, it's like a, it's having a, a jumbo jet. It's great. It does a lot of things, but holy smokes, it does. It's it's pretty, it's complex I, and it overwhelmed me.
2: It is. And so that's what what I would like to hear in that description is, is not so much even the word funnels, because the average consumer doesn't even know what a funnel is yet. Mm-hmm. And they certainly don't know why they need one. Um, so I think it's more about, you know, the ability to communicate with more of your clients in an effective way to, you know, to be top of mind, to, to, you know, integrate all of the marketing, customer service management Um, you know, outbound market, all in one database. And we do the work for you to get it set up exactly the way you want it or something to where, because you really, it's something, and this is, this happens a lot, especially when I was in software, we get so accustomed to these buzzwords because that's what we know. Mm -hmm. But the end user, although they need to know those words, again, they're not buying the funnel they're buying what the funnel, the benefit of a funnel does. So I think starting with more of a benefit statement is going to bring in more people versus people that just already know infusion
0: soft. I agreed. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes. Yes. And, and I, and I didn't mean to dis infusion soft. Don't they? we, we, uh, use them at Ziegler and it's a great thing, but it's one that I delegate cause it's, uh, yeah, it can be, it can be complex for sure. Well, so mm-hmm. Andy here says, I, I call people to their purpose. I encourage and inspire 40 plus plusers to get in the game, get back in the game or change the game. Uh, inspire them to breathe life into their dead forgotten dreams and desires so they can fulfill the call and purpose of their life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Inspiring outline there again, doesn't really wrap itself around what are the problems. So if you're marketing to people 40 and over uh, and trying to help inspire them, let's say, let's say Michelle midlife crisis uh, Mm -hmm. folks who are there, and this is the time when they're going to revamp things or they're going to get depressed uh, or whatever, what is the, well, gosh, we can name a list of problems off. What is the problem? Uh, I mean, we could, yeah, we could, are you, are you despairing? if you, is this all there is, is, uh, should there be more? What do I do? Is it too late? That's a big, that's a big term these days. Is it too late? Am I already past it? I mean, we can speak to the problems there and that's a, yeah, I call it, yeah, the emotional hot buttons. So, so sit in these people's shoes. What are their Concerns. what are the desires or what are the problems they have? And I think this is one that really weighs heavily on the problem side mm-hmm. that could be spoken directly to.
2: Yeah, for sure. And and I think the easiest way to do this is just to really, instead of thinking of, of what, you know, what is it you do? We, we get so caught up in it. Think about like, well, what, when you're trying to solve a problem, what are you looking for? and put yourself in those shoes and, and start, you know, writing out the copy and all the, the description of it, the way you would buy. And it's hard to do. It's hard to do. Um, but I always, I try to start with that whenever I'm, I'm presenting something new, what is it that people really want mm-hmm. and how can I explain that, that, you know, this is a means to that end, yeah. you know, and not buying what it is, but buying what they get.
0: Yes. Well, and you may think, I mean, a great way to do this, we can sit around and brainstorm with ourselves or even find somebody who knows us and do that. But we have the opportunity, most of us through social media, whether it's you know Facebook, Twitter, uh, something like that, or, or just a, an email group that you've got. To go and ask and say, look, here's what I'm trying to provide. I'm trying to make it in a compelling fashion. What speaks to you? And just ask for feedback where sometimes we don't do that. We're not maybe vulnerable mm-hmm. enough to do that, but we should be able to go after our target market and ask them what speaks, you know, what speaks to them, ask them, what are the problems that you have in this area? And you'll get such incredible feedback. I think we're, we're often prone, especially as business people to, to develop it. You know, it's our idea and to develop the develop it ourselves and come right. out with what we think is compelling, what we think sounds good. And yet we can often just ask the folks we're trying to serve and they'll tell us.
2: <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, so Steve here says, I show my clients how to make their fit- fitness journeys not have to suck by making fitness laid back, fun, and pragmatic. It allows people to experience their own path while still doing a structured program to meet their goals. Okay. A little problem in there that, yeah, you know, a lot of people look at the fitness thing. I mean, gosh, we just passed the first of the year and all the new year's resolutions. And most people are not looking with excitement at the mm-hmm. fact of, yeah, I want to lose weight or gain some muscle, whatever. And you don't usually hear that with enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. Talk about a place where people are, where it's a negative. I, I think for a lot of folks, it, it is, it's a negative. It's a goal that we kind of want or we want to want. Uh, but <laughs> it's not something that most folks are looking forward to, I'm looking forward to getting up an hour earlier and going out in the dark and, uh, and running that's mine personally right there. Uh, and it's just, I'm not, I'm I'm not, I want the result. So what is the problem that I have? It's motivation. It's dealing with the, uh, uh, yeah, my flesh. I mean, we can again, list out those problems. So he kind of did that, you know, a fitness journey that doesn't have to suck. Okay. Making it fun. That is good. I mean, that is good. I mean, wouldn't we all like to have, I mean, we know it's going to help it more if we find something that we have fun with, that we actually enjoy that has some play within it. That's a good help.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one because you're right. Nobody wants to do it, but we all want the benefit of it. right? And that's what drives us.
0: Yes. Yeah. I got to admit, I just bought, uh, I was a sucker for a promo. I just bought a winter cap, like a a beanie type hat that has an LED light in the top of it. And I bought the stupid thing because right now my time to run, it's dark outside, It's dark and cold. Uh, And so hopefully it'll help motivate me a little bit. Well, here's one. uh, I'm gonna take a little twist for us to end on Michelle. Um, Somebody, they wrote in here, they said, I make a point of telling my kids very strongly, you'll never be without money if you, uh, if you can solve other people's problems. Okay, great. That's part of the point here. But here's where I wanted to dig into a little bit, Michelle. We do have so many people kind of back to the, you know, the idealism, the altruism that so many of us have that we have that we ultimately want to help people. And I think that right. there are a good amount of people That they really do long to serve folks. And so they're, you know, this is, this is an attractive perspective. Okay. I don't want to go out and try to, you know, sell, 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 but I do want to serve people. So leading with that, that sounds good. But within that, we often find people who have a problem charging for it. And so I wanted to just uh, for you and I to end on talking about that because the people who really do have a heart to serve, who really want to, who really like the idea of making that the tip of the spear for their sales uh, can often be the, the people that have the hardest time charging uh, money for it. I understand that. I bet you've been in that role Give me a little bit of your experience, Michelle, with people who, well, let's start off with the people who tend to uh, not be comfortable with charging and maybe don't charge or don't charge enough and what the outcome is of that.
2: Well, I definitely can speak to this because I was in that position when I first started my business. You know, I I was so passionate about motivating people, inspiring, encouraging, and helping people to find their story that I, I love doing it so much that I would do it for free. I mean, I, I, you know, when you enjoy something so much you're like, I would do this for free, you don't even have to pay me. But what happens is because we love it so much and we feel like we are either following our passion or our calling and we're supposed to serve people in this way because this is the gifts we've been given that we feel like it's not fair to charge. And I started my business kind of with that mentality. It was a lack mindset. It was a limiting belief. And I didn't even realize it until, you know, I started my business and I was starting to struggle financially. I'm like, what's going on? You know, I have all the right pieces here. And somebody said to me, you know, the more... First of all, the more money you make, the more people you help. So if you're really wanting to help people, you need to start making some money because you're not going to be able to help very many people if you're not charging. But the other reason is this. When somebody invests in themselves, they are more likely to take action. So if you gift them with a free coaching call or if you give them a major discount on a seminar seat or something like that, they're more likely to not do it or to not follow through because they're thinking, well, I didn't even pay for it. But change that and if they put $500 down, $1,000, $10,000 down to invest in a coaching, they are guaranteed to take action because there's so much at stake. And I learned that even though I, and even in raising my prices through the years, I realized the more it costs the more invested somebody is and and if i'm really committed to helping people to be successful i have to be committed to putting something in place that makes them invest in themselves so that they take
0: action another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals uh, it's totally. Yes. I love how you, I love how you put that. I got to make a call out to Rabbi Daniel Lappin. A lot of people yes. know him. So that guy spoke to me a lot because Michelle, I, I have sabotaged some of my finances and some of the businesses because I wanted to make sure people knew I was all about heart. I was all about helping. It wasn't about the money. And I took that way to, to a bad side. And he, we did an interview, Tom Ziegler and I interviewed him Gosh, it's probably Mm. been a year and a half, two years ago here on the Ziegler show. And he talked about, uh, it was actually one of his new books, but he was referencing back to his, his initial book or the one he's best known for called thou shall prosper. And folks, Mm -hmm. uh, that is a book. You will be amazed how many of our major influencers, authors, leaders, experts, presenters in our culture today, that that's one of the foundational books on their bookshelf is thou shall prosper. And in some ways, I think it's one of the most underrated books One of the most influential yet underrated books or unknown books out there, Thou Shall Prosper. But he talked about, and he did this in the interview, that money is a certificate of appreciation. And that I thought, he said, if you're providing value, you should value it enough to charge it. And yeah, just like you said, Michelle, if you don't need the money, great, give it away. The person needs to invest in their selves. but it's a certificate of appreciation. And if you're not making money, you can by proxy to some degree. Say You must not be providing that much value. Mm. And it's a little controversial. Granted, his message is, but it really brought uh, me back. And again, I, I think we have a lot of folks, like-minded folks here on, on Ziegler who just have a heart just like Zig did to just give. And like you said, I love that we would do it for free. Okay. But we're doing a disservice. Like I like you put it that way. You almost said in essence, yeah, we're doing them a disservice because if they don't invest in themselves, they're not going to take it seriously. And I do that as well. And if we look at, yeah, money is a certificate of appreciation. And if we look at Zig as our mentor, which we do, that's why we're here. Uh, He was a guy who charged a pretty nickel for what he did. He knew it was a value. He knew they needed to invest it and he would take that money and bless others uh, with it. He was a good steward of it. Uh, It's, it's a great, it's a great lesson. I think it's something that we on the, on the service side all need to remind ourselves of. I know I do.
2: Oh my goodness. Don't we all, I mean, and I still do. I, and to, I, I didn't read thou shall prosper, but I read the next book, which Mm -hmm. was building your business uh, or I'm paraphrasing the title uh, on the Bible based on the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it was all along those same concepts and why so many certain people and certain heritages are so successful with their money is they have a different mindset. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's, if I could give any encouragement to anybody as you're stepping out or, or growing your business or just being your best self is, invest in the time to to really work on your mindset first because if you believe you are worth it other people will too mm. people will believe in you to the exact degree you believe in yourself so if you don't believe you're worth a certain dollar amount or if you don't believe you're, you're you provide the value guess what nobody else will believe you either and you can't help people then so Start with you and your mindset and you'll go so much farther.
0: Yes. You know, I got to make a call out, Michelle. I know you are investing yourself heavily in the promotion of the secrets of closing the sale masterclass and these never before seen videos of, uh, of Zig that I've been having fun watching. And he was so incredible as a Christ following as Tom talks about as a broken man who knew that he was not in control. Uh, And in that humility, he was also able to do this unbelievable job of stand up there on stage and with all confidence in, in God's talents through him say, I can help you. And man, he did it in a way that we, we are here to emulate. Uh, yeah, we all and need
2: probably something. without a little bit of fear or a little bit of nervousness. But sometimes, you know, Zick has said before, so much better than to, uh, to be a thoroughbred in the gate with a little bit of nerves and jittery and ready to jump out than a mule who's just kind of like, Oh, whatever, you know, so mm-hmm. you, you know, even if you have the, the you're, you're a little anxious about it, still do it with the confidence so that others will, will gain that confidence through you.
0: Oh, great! I'm great. I'm glad I gave the question to you. You were you were ready for that one. Uh, thank you for the counsel. It's gotten me. It's gotten me expi- expired. How about inspired and excited? Is that the combination of and it's an excited and inspired is expired? That's probably, that doesn't work quite, quite, quite right. <laughs> we'll make it that. Michelle, thank you for taking time out to do this. Uh, this is a great topic. And uh, thank you for your serving of the group you just had at Bookbound by the sea. I saw so many uh, testimonials from that and yeah, what a great gift. And I'm glad they paid you well because you deserve it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: thank you. Thank All you, right.
0: Kevin. Okay, friends. Now for your exercise, Think about, again, your product, your service, or if you have a message or an idea, put yourself into your recipient's shoes, the person you most want to influence and serve and understand their need and their primary problem or problems that you can solve stating the problem and then how you can solve this. Folks, this is powerful. We live in a world of so many people with great products, services, ideas, messages, and they want to spend their time just telling us about it and don't meet us where we are, which is what can it do for me? What problem do I have that it can solve? And sometimes it's best to go after the, what desire do they have that I can solve? But pretty much this problem perspective is number one. Hey, this show was brought to you in part by this company. Well, coming up next in show 540, we talk with Skip Pritchard. He's author of The Book of Mistakes, Nine Secrets to Creating a Successful Future. Skip's a former CEO of Ingram Content Group, Ingram the publisher, and Harvard Business Review labeled him as a rare social CEO and a relentless giver. Some of the things that we hit on in this interview is servant leadership and the power of that and the mistake of working on your dream, not someone else's. And just a a spoiler alert, not a spoiler, but a tip. It's not just about being self-employed at all. We talk about both sides. Uh, We talk about determining who you want to be, not just what you want to do. And he shares with us that having a clear purpose, how attractive that is to other people, all other people. We talk about the mistake of allowing someone else to define your value and the mistake of accepting excuses. It's just a powerful perspective as he comes into this. And again, there's nine secrets, nine mistakes in essence that we discover and discuss in this interview. It's really powerful. Well, folks, till then, thank you for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.